are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. As always, I want to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. So we are just two days away from Louisville squaring off with Boston College. That is a 4 o'clock Eastern kick in Cardinal Stadium. Cards looking to bounce back from a two-game losing streak. I'm going to start off by telling you why Louisville is going to cover the spread in this matchup. And then, like we do every week, we're going to focus on two key players from each squad in this matchup. So, But before we get into today's content, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. I also do some various PA announcing work for the university. You can follow my personal Twitter at dpence underscore. And you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore global. So let's get right on into it. Currently, I'm not sure what it opened up as, um, but if you look at Bet Online at this exact moment, the Cardinals are favored by six points against the Boston College Eagles on Saturday. I believe that they are going to cover the spread, but I got to be honest, this was one of those things that when I looked at it, I didn't necessarily feel too good about it because when you factor in the past two games that these two teams have played, 2019, Boston College was a field goal away from basically winning the game against Louisville. And then 2020, the Cardinals tried to mount a comeback, but at the end of the day, turnovers really hindered and stalled that comeback attempt. So the Cardinals end up losing by seven. Uh, Like I mentioned, turnovers were big in that one. So the past two games have been decided by just a possession and to be able to predict that Louisville is going to cover a minus six spread, I mean, there's there's some definite risk there. So we really need to break it down into a couple aspects. The first thing I want to talk about is, like I mentioned earlier on in the week, the Boston College strength of schedule is one of those to where it kind of you know makes you scratch your head, head a little bit and wonder just how good are the Eagles. They have the 90th ranked strength of schedule out of 130 teams. For context, through the first six games, Louisville strength of schedule, 25th in the nation. So the respective schedules of both teams couldn't be any different in terms of quality of opponent. The best teams that they played have been ACC opponents. They're 0-2 in ACC play, losing a nail-biter to Clemson. Also losing um, pretty big 33-7 at home against NC State, which if you've listened to the podcast in the past couple days, you'll know that I have NC State winning the conference, but that's a conversation for a different day. Statistically, comparing both of these teams, Louisville is about um, you know three points per game more scoring on offense, but Boston College is giving up around 10 less points per game on defense. So you know something has to give. One thing that we need to focus on is that Boston College doesn't necessarily get after the quarterback a lot. Um, I, I do think that their defensive line is solid in terms of stopping the run and overall not letting guys get into the secondary. But when it comes to getting after the opposing quarterback and getting into opposing teams' backfields, the Eagles really have not done well whatsoever. They are the worst in the ACC 
in terms of getting after the quarterback and total sacks. Right now, they are tied for 115th in the country. Only eight sacks a game, so they're averaging just over one a game um, in comparison with Louisville, who's now top 20. Uh, I know that that Florida State game, they had six sacks. But overall, I mean, the cards have 18 sacks, so they're basically, you know, more than doubling. And, you know, this is a Louisville team that I've, you know, mentioned over and over that I'd like to see get after the quarterback more. So you can just try to put this into perspective, and that's the sense that Malik Cunningham, for the most part, should have his way on offense in terms of going through his reads, having enough time to make his progressions and throw the ball to the right receiver. But not only that, whenever you give Malik Cunningham a lot of time in the pocket, what he'll tend to do is he'll, you know, he'll like to scramble, and that gives him the option to either run up through the second level of the defense or make a throw on the run, which he's shown in the past four games that he's able to do that and do that comfortably, do that consistently, and do it confidently. And that is big for the Louisville offense. Like I mentioned, Boston College has always been a team that has been good at stopping the run. So I would expect that to to simply be the case this year as well. Um, But at the end of the day, the Cards have been able to get the ground game going in the past couple games over 200 and over 200 yards against Wake Forest, over 200 yards against Virginia. So it should be no doubt that Louisville is going to try to get the run going against Boston College as low. Right now, the Eagles are allowing 126.5 yards on the ground. That is almost top 40 in the country. Louisville not top 50 in that regard. So definitely something to look forward to in that realm. And you can call me crazy because offensively, like I mentioned, the Eagles are not really setting the world on fire. They are, you know, right now 51st in the country, points per game. Um, offensively, they do a lot of things in a balanced way. You know, throughout the past however many years when, um, you know, Steve Adazio was there before Jeff Halfley got there, it's been more of a, of a ground to pound. You know, everyone remembers A.J. Dillon and what he's done to the cards, you know, in his time at, up in Boston. So, I, I know that Boston College is a team that still does rely upon the run a lot. However, they started to been able to add a little bit of a passing attack in there as well with uh, Phil Grossel and even, um, I'm sorry, Dennis Grossel and Phil Yurkovic. So they are definitely going to be um, in, in a balanced approach. They one statistic either rushing or passing, doesn't necessarily jump off of the page. And I think that that kind of bodes well for Louisville. I think that if I'm... You know, in the you know the Louisville coaching staff, I'm you know happy to not having faced an offense that does one thing particularly well, like you know Ole Miss, um, you know Mississippi, Central Florida, even Virginia. You know these are you know premier passing offenses that you know you have to basically game plan game plan for the pass. And I know that you know being bringing a balanced team into Cardinal Stadium, you know especially offensively, it's going to be tough because you have to respect both. But I think that there's a certain level of comfort knowing that they don't execute at a high level or at the highest level for just one aspect of the offense. So I, I think that that works in favor of Louisville. Uh, Louisville has just now cracked into the top 50 in rushing yards as well, 179.3. So I feel optimistically, you know, cautiously optimistic about this game. Um, I think that Louisville's going to cover the the minus six spread. I think ultimately they're going to win by anywhere from seven to ten points. I think that it could be a high-scoring affair, and I think that the offense is the reason why I'm going with Louisville covering the spread. 
because although I think that the defense will make some adjustments, we're going to see more of a, you know, combined blitzes, some different packages that will bring you a Sir Abdullah, Jack Fago, Marvin Dallas off the edge, less rush three, drop eight that we've seen not work in the past. I think that Brian Brown's going to, you know, change some things up, dial up some different plays, but at the end of the day, with the balance attack of the Eagles, they're going to score some points, but I think that ultimately it's going to be you know, reflective of Boston College not truly being able to stop Louisville that well, despite you know only allowing just under 20 points per game throughout the season. So that's something that we need to keep an eye out on, is just how well Louisville is able to enforce the will on the ground game, because that will open up a ton of possibilities. Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, Hassan Hall adding heading himself into the mix. Syracuse transfer Jawar Jordan is ready to go for his first action of the season. It, I'm not sure if we'll see him at all, but it gives you another you know great talent to be able to choose from if you're Darrell Sims and Scott Satterfield. So ultimately, it's going to be just a matter of you know the run setting up the pass, just like it did against Virginia. So all things considered, Louisville will cover the spread against Boston College. Just how much of a deficit will the Eagles find themselves in? That is still yet to be determined. So definitely so definitely, that's something to keep an eye out on. I now want to focus on a couple players from both sides that you need to keep an eye out on. Uh, beginning with Louisville, I have Hassan Hall and Cottrell Clark circled as the key players in this matchup for the cards. Before we get into that, I want to talk to you about our friends down at Sweatblock. Uh, for a few weeks now, we've been talking about Sweatblock and these wipes that stop sweat for seven days, and it seems people have been listening. We've had friends of Locked On who've tried Sweatblock and love it. So I want to tell you a story uh, straight out of Hollywood. We have a producer who was working on the set of a Marvel movie. Maybe you've heard of it. She was working 18-hour days for weeks in the Atlanta heat. She heard about Sweatblock. Uh, started trying it and absolutely loves it. So, you know, there's no more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it, maybe the green one, to stay dry on the set and, in turn, on the red carpet. So, you don't have sweat to up to seven days per use. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. There's a dry shirt guarantee, so if Sweatbox doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. So, it's not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere and I mean anywhere <clears throat> that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Like I mentioned, we are talking about key players for Louisville, and those being Hassan Hall and Cottrell Clark. Hall, as you know, finally had his breakout game of the 2021 campaign. Now, to be fair, he did have some nagging injuries throughout the year. Uh, had you know had had a banged up shoulder. I believe it was a banged up foot. I'm not necessarily too for certain. Foot, knee, somewhere on the leg. But he was held out against Florida State, against Wake Forest. So didn't necessarily see too much of him. Didn't get a lot of run in the first couple games either. So, But when he played against Virginia, had an absolutely huge day on the ground. Over 160 yards had um, you know, that big 53-yard touchdown that helped Louisville to get the momentum in the third quarter. And just overall, a very optimistic sight for Louisville fans all across. Because when you talk about we want to build up this rushing attack and get that going and be able to establish it because of all the possibilities it opens up with the passing game, 
having a speed and change of pace back like Hassan Hall is huge, especially in a matchup for this. Because when you look at the running backs that Louisville's been throwing out there, Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, Maurice Berkeley, all three of those guys are predominantly power backs. Not necessarily. I know they, you know, you know, they have speed to a respective stint. But when you talk about Hall, you have a guy who can cut back and make, you know, big time runs to the outside. Has that quickness and that shiftiness that Louisville had, you know, frankly been lacking, you know, for the first five games or so. And being able to incorporate that against Virginia, you saw just how well they were able to, you know, run the ball, especially in an outside zone that uh, Scott Satterfield had talked about and. Ultimately, you know, it worked, and it's something that I think that they're going to contr- can, they're going to try to continue to do against Boston College. You know, being able to have some opportunities to use Jalen Mitchell as the feature back, which I think that they obviously will. Having Hassan Hall coming, you know, out and doing some outside zones, and then you have Travion Cooley who is able to do a, a couple different things, and Maurice Berkeley, Jawar Jordan. I guess what I'm trying to get at is it is very valuable to have all of these guys with different skill sets in the running back group because at the very least what you're doing is you're forcing Jeff Halfley and the Boston College coaching staff to game plan for multiple different guys because you don't necessarily know who you're going to see. Scott Satterfield said after that Virginia loss, it's all about matchups when determining which running back we're going to use as the feature back in a certain extent. So having a guy with a different skill set that you had frequently, you know, frankly been lacking in the earlier parts of this season, being able to have him, you know, back and healthy, you know, leader of that defense, such a quick guy that can, you know, take it to the house on any given play. That is something that home run ability has been definitely missed in the Louisville running back core. And I think we're going to see more and more of him as this season progresses. Not only as a running back, though. If you remember as a freshman, it seemed like Hassan Hall showed that promise as a receiving back out of the backfield. And, you know, ball security was an issue last year. We saw most of the carries go to Javion Hawkins. Most of the opportunities go to, you know, guys like Jalen Mitchell as well. Um, But Hassan Hall... Being able to keep the ball safe, I think you could definitely use him out of the backfield. And that's something that we haven't really seen Louisville go to this year, and that's throwing the ball out in the flat to a running back coming out of the um, you know respective backfield and being able to get some yards that way. So I wonder if that's going to be dialed up in terms of play calling for Hassan Hall, trying to get him out in space and let him use his quickness and agility to try to beat guys and, and get those extra yards and get into the second level of the defense. But more of the story is he gives you, you know, that extra nuclear option that you had just been lacking. I'm not saying that, you know, Jalen Mitchell doesn't have it. Trivion Cooley, Maurice Berkeley doesn't have it. But, you know, just that overall speed and the ability to get outside and make plays happen. Boy, am I extremely excited for Hassan Hall in the second half of this season. Another guy that I want to focus on is Kittrell Clark. And here's why. With Louisville seeing the struggles that have come with the rush three and drop eight, you know, the, the theory was to, you know, you have eight guys guarding four to five receivers and you're supposed to have the numerical advantage in theory, but ultimately that just hasn't been the case for Louisville. You know, Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown haven't wanted to put their secondary and man-to-man situations, but, you know, judging by Scott Satterfield's language and stance on where the defensive identity comes from now, it seems like they're going to switch things up and try to create some different quarterback pressures with um, other players coming off the edge and not just the three. So 
I think ultimately it, what it's going to result in is the Louisville secondary, the you know primarily the cornerbacks and the safeties are going to be in more man-on-man situations and coverages. So Cottrell Clark, you know, he has made his his name from shutting down guys in one-on-one situations. It just so happens this week that he is likely going to go up against Zay Flowers, the number one receiver for Boston College, who, like I mentioned in a couple different episodes, he is a top three receiver in the conference. I don't necessarily think that he gets the credit he deserves considering how balanced of an attack Boston College has and how you know mostly it favors the run in all things of that nature. So I think it's going to be a tall task for Cottrell Clark to, you know, have to step up to the plate for. And but he's he's done it against big time receivers. This is going to be just another competition and a long line of opportunities for him to showcase his talent and that he belongs in the NFL and a high draft pick at that. So what you have to focus on here, I think that the overall success that Cottrell Clark may or may not have against Zay Flowers could ultimately trickle down to the remainder of the secondary. You get talk about guys like Greedy Vance, like Chandler Jones, um, Kenai Walker, Quintero Cole, Kendrick Duncan Jr., Ben Perry, Josh Minkins Jr., whoever is playing in coverage. Because I guarantee, you know, when every when everything goes south, what a quarterback's going to do is he's going to look for his number one receiver. The statistics aren't lying at all. They show that Flowers is indeed wide receiver number one and the top overall receiver. When things go south, when Boston College needs a catch, they go to who? They go to Zay Flowers. And if Cottrell Clark is able to limit what Flowers does on the receiving end of things, if he's able to make life hell, if he's able to win some of the one-on-one battles, it's going to be huge for the Louisville defense to try to get off the field. And that's one of the main things for them is, hey, we need to get off the field. We need to, when we get them in third down situations, and when you you get them in third and long situations, you have to be able to complete the series and get off the field. That's where Louisville has struggled, especially in that third down and even fourth down defense. So, Cottrell Clark, Hassan Hall, the two players to look for here for the cards. I want to now turn the attention over to the Boston College side of things. And guess what? Zay Flowers is the number one key player to watch for the Eagles. On the other hand, we look at the defense for the second player, and that is defensive lineman Brandon Barlow. And we're going to talk about both of those guys, but first let's talk about our friends down at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com saves you time and money. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you have access to Rock Auto? It's a family business. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Do yourself a favor. Go to their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs and overall that website is rockauto.com go there see all the parts available right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com at this time i also want to take some 
time to talk about our friends at Bet Online. The football season is about halfway through, but one thing remains, and that is Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the football and basketball action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. So we are wrapping up this episode of the show, talking about two key players to focus on for the Boston College Eagles in this matchup against Louisville. That starts with wide receiver Zay Flowers. I've had high praises for him all season long. I'm a huge believer in his talent. A junior 5'10 receiver, 177 pounds out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Leads the Boston College Eagles 25 receptions, 352 yards, only two touchdowns, but averaging a mere 14.1 yards per reception. So big play type of guy, one that Cottrell Clark is going to have his hands full with. When you watch him play, it's evident that what he's able to do is troublesome for opposing defenses because his skill set is so versatile. You know, he doesn't necessarily have a ton of size for his five foot ten frame, but he makes that up in overall athleticism, his quickness, he's agile. He's one of those players that if you are not careful, he will burn by you. He finds ways into pockets, into the defense. Very smart receiver. There's a lot of good release as a wide receiver for him as well. So overall, this is going to be a player that you'll feel Grossel. I'm sorry, Dennis. I keep calling him Phil because I'm thinking of Phil Yurkovic from last year. But Dennis Grossel is going to you know, go to over and over in this game, I feel like, because the cards will... You'll spend a lot of time trying to bank on the run. I would assume, you know, Scott Satterfield talked about having to guard the tight end more than usual when you're playing Boston College. So I assume a lot of attention is going to be in the box and with the linebacking core, leaving some opportunities where Cottrell Clark's going to have to, you know, guard Zay Flowers one on one or whoever's in the slot, whether that be an opposing safety um, or even, you know, a linebacker that's quick. So ultimately, you have to respect Zay Flowers and for Zay in terms of what he can do in this game. It's all about you know making the big play, getting the yards after reception, and overall just setting up this Boston College offense in good situations. It's all about extending the drive, and if the Eagles want to win this game, they're going to have to score a lot of points. And the way you're going to do that is, is by big plays and chunk yards to you'll go down the field. They're going to rely a lot upon Zay because I feel like ultimately what Scott Satterfield and Brian Brown are going to do is they're going to you know try to you know, load the box you know, to respect the run. Um, you know, Garwo is one of the better running backs in the ACC, and you know having to use the tight ends. Boston College is a very balanced attack. Was going to treat it as such, so there's going to be opportunities for Zay Flowers to play Cottrell Clark or whoever's guarding him one-on-one. That's going to be an opportunity for Boston College to try to you know get a one-up and get an advantage on Louisville in that respective battle. So look for him and his overall ability. He's going to be, I mean, I'm telling you, he's going to be a guy that's going to make the NFL, and people are going to be like, where in the hell did this guy go? And you're going to look and say, oh, Boston College, but you know, overall the system doesn't necessarily do himself any favors in terms of glaring statistics, but very, very talented. The cards are going to have their hands full. And for Flowers and the Boston College offense, he is a key to get to the ball, you know, to get the ball to, I should say, 
for Boston College to come up victorious. So, you know, looking over to the defensive side of things, and it starts with the defensive line. That's why I have kind of highlighted to myself as a key player to watch, um, or you're just a key player for you know, Boston College to succeed in this one is Brandon Barlow, senior leader on that defensive line, six foot three out of Cohoes, New York, has ten tackles solo on the year, the leading tackler on the defensive line. Overall total, he has twenty five point um, five sacks, so you know, roughly a fraction of what Boston College has a has a team at with eight. But what Barlow is going to have to do and what I'm looking for him to do for Boston College is try to set the tone against a team that can beat you in so many different ways. I'm not necessarily sure that they're going to to get into the opposing backfield a lot and try to make life interesting for Malik Cunningham, but you have to contain him. You can't let him get outside the tackle box and make you know, plays with his legs because he will, and that's when he's at his most dangerous. So you have to contain him. And you know, force that you know, force him to make his reads and go through his progressions. Unfortunately for him, Malik Cunningham has been getting better week by week. But Barlow is going to be a guy that they look upon to not only do well in the rushing attack because, like I mentioned, I feel like Louisville tries to establish that run early. Um, they were able to do so against Wake Forest. It took them a little while, but they did so against Virginia. I don't necessarily think that that game plan is going to be shied away from here against Boston College either. Um, so. It's going to be a matter of can Louisville get the rushing attack going, you know, with no or virtually no quarterback pressure from that defensive line or from the defense as a whole. Boston College is going to have to resort to getting Louisville into third and long situations. And that's only going to happen when you contain Malik Cunningham and contain the overall rushing attack. So on the road in conference against a team that has one of the better offenses in the ACC. And you know one of the best statistical offenses in the country in terms of yards per play. So you're going to have to respect them in more ways than not. Not only do they have a solid rushing game, not only do they have a solid passing game, but you have a quarterback that dips into both, and he's getting better and better, more confident and more confident as the year goes on. So Brandon Barlow in that defensive line is going to have to be pivotal for the overall Eagle defense because you know this game could definitely be one in the trenches. So Barlow, I'm looking forward to be a leader on that defensive line. So uh, Zay Flowers, Brandon Barlow, the players to focus on for the Eagles. I mentioned Hassan Hall and Control Clark for the cards. And we talked about why Louisville is going to cover that minus six spread. Tomorrow will be the final preparation podcast for the upcoming Boston College Louisville matchup. We'll talk keys to the game, X factors, and overall final scores and predictions. Um, before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout outs. First to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, that you know, game day prep where Jeremy Waman from Cardinal Sports Zone talked with Locked On Eagles. Host AJ Black. There's a lot of good information there. You still have time to go listen to that over at cardinalsportszone.com. And overall, the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. On the episode on Wednesday, the Week 7 Power Rankings were released. Go check that out and get a grasp on the overall state of the conference as a whole. You can find that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But overall, I want to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. It's free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. That's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.